today is Friday, March 25th, 2022. I have not podcasted for 15 days. The last time I podcast was about the um, Apple snack event, as Big Fatty says it, calls it, whatever. <laughs> I was talking about the Mac Studio and what I ordered and all of that. Well, um, it arrived last Friday, a week ago today, and I was out of town, but I was able to uh, put it, well, I shouldn't say that, on Sunday, because we went. We didn't get back till Saturday. And I think it was Sunday. Maybe it was Monday. I think it was Sunday. But anyway, I made a video of the unboxing and the setup and the, uh, like a slight review of what I had figured out so far. But um, I really like this Mac Studio. It's, it was outrageously expensive, yes. Um, but I really like it, and mostly for all of the ports, I'm going to say, because right now there's only one open port in the back, and that is in one of the uh, Thunderbolt 4 ports. Now, I made a video, as I said, and if you go to my YouTube page, I believe I even have it. Yes, yeah, so if you click on my, actually, if you go to Archer Radio, archer.com, A-R-C-H-E-R-R.com. And at the top, you can click on YouTube, and then you, that takes you to my channel. And then um, you can see at the top of the page, it should be the first video up there. And I, the first couple days, the video was taking off. I was like, oh, wow, I got like 500 in the first, well, let me see. Actually, I got 732 up to yesterday at midnight. Then today, it has like really taken off. I've gotten like another 700 just today. Today being Friday. Um, and right now, it is up to uh, 1,623 views. So I don't know if my video all of a sudden showed up on uh, YouTube's uh, recommend recommendation page or what. But, well, it says 74.9% of the views are from YouTube recommendations. So that's really good. Anyway, um, so it's getting a lot of views, and I'm really happy about that. Got, I think, 20 comments or 22 comments or something like that. that of course, that includes my comments. But I guess what I'm saying here is if you haven't seen the video and you want to see my reaction to it, the unboxing and all of that, go to the YouTube page and you can watch the video. Um on in the same line of that, uh, we had a voicemail that came in. I don't remember actually what the date that it came in. Uh, the 19th. So that was on the 19th. And it's uh, Dave from Texas, I believe. Let's listen to this voicemail and um, uh, hear what he has to say. Hey, Archer. It's Dave in Texas. Been listening for a long time. Don't feel bad about your purchase. I bought a 16-inch MacBook Pro M1 Pro Max chip, all the top specs, 64 gigabytes of RAM, and I think I spent, you know, 54 or 5500 So don't feel bad. We're all spending it. These are probably the most expensive laptops to ever come out. Anyway, love the show. Talk to you later. Dave, thank you so much for the voicemail. I appreciate that. And thank you for making me not feel guilty about spending so much money on, on this Mac Studio. Um, I certainly can understand the same amount that you're spending on that MacBook Pro M1 Pro chip. Uh, yeah, those are expensive. But you know what? It's sounding like cause I'm, people are doing comparisons of the MacBook Pro, the version you have, 
up against the Mac Studio, and it sounds like the MacBook Pro is holding up pretty well against it. So um, you should be really happy with your purchase with that. I hope you are. I'm sure you are. Um, so thank you very much. And um, Dave, I, as you said, you've been a long-time listener, but you've never called in before. So thank you so much for calling in. I really do appreciate that. I think others should call in too. Now, a couple of things I was going to talk about the uh, Mac Studio and spe specifically the Studio Display that I bought with it. The Studio Display, if you haven't seen the video, I'll just tell you. The camera is a 12 megapixel, um, whatever they call the camera. It's at the top of the display, of course, and it's got like three microphones with it. Well, in my video, I gave an example of what, of what the... Uh, camera is able to capture and the microphones and it they're quite weak at, at, I think the uh, camera is not very good and supposedly Apple's aware of it and they hope to fix it with uh, software and a software update because when you first turn on I think it's supposed to be like a 1080p camera but I couldn't find anywhere that it said what exactly the kind of or the uh, megapixel camera that it is like if I go to the Apple website and I look up the uh, studio display. They have the displays under the Macintosh. That's, that's nothing wrong with that. Um, and go to the tech specs of the studio display. I gotta keep take my hands off the desktop. Everything is being shown. Camera. It says it's a 12 megapixel ultra wide camera with 122% field of view. It's a 2.4 aperture and it comes with center stage. Now, center stage is the uh, the um, I guess it's software based where you if you're on a on a FaceTime call and you move around the camera m moves with you and follows you around the room or if more people come in it will widen out to, to include all the people of course I have not tried that yet I haven't done anything with it I just did a little test video and the test video showed that there was lots of noise in if you know what noise is it's like um, little tiny dots um, like like it's a really old megapixel, like a two megapixel camera kind of thing. Um, and that's the, that's the biggest problem I think that um, people are noticing with it. So again, Apple is supposed to be pick, fixing that with a software update. So I'm looking forward to that. Now, besides that camera being not very good, the speakers in this thing are really good. I mean, you know, I had the... Um, that blue iMac that I got, the 24-inch iMac, and the speakers in there were pretty good, but these are even better, I think. The sound is just amazing. I In my video that I post on YouTube, I did a, a, did a sample by playing some YouTube safe music, and it had some really strong bass and some really good mid-tones. You can change, I think there's a, well, I don't remember exactly. I was thinking somewhere there was the way you could change it to have some, um, um, high, high high notes, high tones, whatever, but I haven't figured that out yet. I remember seeing it in somebody's video because I watched. I've watched a ton of these Mac Studio Mac Studio display. It's not a Mac Studio. <laughs> I make that mistake in the video too. I keep calling it a Mac Studio display, and it's just a studio display. Anyway, um, and there's comments on the video that someone suggested that I should have gotten the XDR display. Well, that the display is, itself is more expensive than the computer so i'm not I, I don't think i would ever buy that well if i ever have a lot of money but um anyway so that's with the with the display i the camera needs work but the speakers are excellent and in terms of what you actually see okay now that is an email 
I don't, did you hear that thing? I don't know. Um, any case, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the actual display, the, the, the look of it and all that. It's exactly like my, um, the 2020 iMac that I bought. The screen is exactly the same, same size, same color gamut, all that kind of stuff, except for it has 600 nits um, of light. You can go up to 600 nits of light. Actually, what does it say? Yeah, 600 nits of brightness. And the iMac had 500 nits of brightness. But it's still the same. 27-inch 5K retina display, 21 or excuse me, 5120 by 2880 resolution, wide color gamut, or gamut, or however you say that, um, supports up to 1 billion colors, true tone technology, although I'm not using true tone because I don't like that when in the evening when it turns white things yellow. I don't like that. I know it's better for your eyes and sleep and all that stuff, but I don't like that. So anyway, so the, that's, that's how I feel about the, the display. Actually, I would love to buy a second display. I've seen these setups on in videos on YouTube, and I'm like, man, I would love it. I would have one display that just has all of my social media going, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and have one one screen that just has all of those things on it, and then the, the display that I actually work on, whether it's video or uh, posting a podcast or whatever, doing that on one screen and still have all my social media open on the other. And also, I would... Um, because I've been watching a lot of movies, and I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. But I could have the movie playing on one display while I'm doing all my work on the other display. So I might in the future. I don't know when, because I really got to work on paying this one off. Although it will be paid off, um, uh, what's today? Today's the 25th, so by the 31st of March, I'll have this computer and display paid off, paid for it. I won't, you know, I'm not going to keep it on my credit card. I'm just going to go ahead and pay for it. I have, I have the money and savings, you know, that I've been saving up for a new computer for the last two years. Anyway, enough about that. So the Mac studio itself, I'll tell you where I noticed the greatest speed. And that is in video. When I was, um, editing the video that I posted on Facebook about the Mac studio, I used the Mac studio to edit the video and, um, Final Cut Pro literally just flies through it. I recorded the video in 4K, 30 frames per second. So that made a huge file. I think it was 5.7 gigabytes the size of the file to send to YouTube. Um, then when you know, got out all the elements and stuff, all the editing done and everything, then you have to render it and then uh, you know output it. And I think it did it in like... I mean, the file, as I said, was huge, 5.7 gigabytes. And it went, I think it took like four minutes, between four and five minutes to um, export that video. And I think that would, would have taken on the iMac a lot longer, probably 10 minutes. Um, so I was like ready to upload it to YouTube right away. Of course, it took a long time to upload to YouTube because I only have um, up, uploading speed on my... Um, Internet is only like 23 megabits per second or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Um, anyway, so I'm just going to say go over to the YouTube page, watch the YouTube video all about the Mac Studio and the Studio Display. I think it's a pretty good video because it goes through a quick unboxing, um, plugging things in, setting it up, and then I tell you what I think about it and, and show you a couple things. So um, 
Yeah, go over there and watch it. And uh, Dave in Texas, thanks again for the voicemail. I appreciate it. Now let's move on because I've already been talking for 12 minutes. Holy crap. So Sunday, Sunday night, this coming Sunday night, is the Oscars. And you know, every year I love the Oscars. Well, um, I downloaded my ballot. I have not filled it out yet because um, I've been spending a lot of time this week watching movies. You know, there are 10 nominated movies for the best picture. And I have now seen uh, nine of them. I saw Belfast. I saw The Power of the Dog. I saw Don't Look Up. I saw Nightmare Alley. I saw Coda. I saw Coda just yesterday. Licorice Pizza I saw yesterday. West Side Story I saw yesterday. Dune I watched last night and finished it up this morning. Oh, my God, that movie is so long. But it, it actually um, held my attention, so um, it was good. And Timothy Chalamet is in it. I love Timothy Chalamet. And anyway, the last movie I watched was King Richard, and that was this morning. Because um, my husband kept saying... I said, do you want to watch, you know, the movie about um, Serena and Venus Williams? And he's like, no, I do not want to watch that because I have a feeling it's not, the, the history's not going to be right and he's going to, I'm going to be mad and all this stuff. I said, fine, I'll watch it myself. So um, I watched King Richard and it actually was pretty good. But at the end of the movie, they showed clips of Serena and Venus's father, Richard. And um, when I was watching the movie, I was like, um, Will Smith is kind of, uh, I, I know he was trying to, to talk and act like their father, but once I saw the video of his father, of their father, I'm like, that's not how Will Smith played it. He he was playing it like the guy was always drunk or something, or or, or had some kind of speech impediment or something. It, it was kind of a weird um, affect that Will Smith played the part in. And Will Smith is nominated for um, best actor for the movie King Richard, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm not so sure. So I was going to go through just the main, um, I think I, I, when I talked about the Oscars, when they were first, uh, the nominations were first announced, I, I went through them all then. But I'm only going to talk about like my predictions for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Actor, Supporting and Actor and Supporting Actress. So let's start with um, Best Supporting Actor. Um, Troy Kotzer. It was nominated for Coda. J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos. Oh, which I watched that too. Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog. Uh, Kyrahan Hines for Belfast. And Coda Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Now, when I look at those parts, I have a feeling that Troy Coatser for Coda is going to win. Now, Coda is about this deaf family where they have one well, they have a daughter who can hear, and she ends up having to translate and do all this stuff for the family, and she wants to go to college. And it's a, it's like the heartfelt movie of the year. It's going to be, you know, which I believe is like the darling of the Academy. They love these kinds of movies. And the word CODA stands for Child of Deaf Adults. So um, that's what CODA stands for. Um Good movie, but okay, for, in terms of the best supporting actor, I think Troy is going to get it. So I'm going to um, vote for Troy Kotzer, K O T S U R for Coda. Um, best supporting actress, there's, um, oh, I have to click that one, I have to check that one off. Anjanu Ellis for King Richard, and I believe that is the mother, plays the mother, I think. 
Um, then we have Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Oh my God, she was so good. Judy Dench for Belfast. She didn't. She wasn't in there for very long. Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter and Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog. Now, oh God, this is going to be tough because I've seen all these movies and I think, oh man, I want to say Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. She did such a good job. She played the same part that Rita Moreno played in the whatever version, 1965 version of West Side Story and uh, Rita Moreno won the Oscar back then for that same part. So it would be like amazing if Ariana DeBose won for West Side Story. That would be so cool. But I really want Kirsten Dunst to, to win for The Power of the Dog. She did such an amazing job. So I'm going to say it's between Ariana DeBose and Kirsten Dunst. But I'm going to have to vote for Ariana DeBose. I think so. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Best Actor. Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. I did not see that movie. Um... I just, I can't do Shakespeare. It's, it's too hard to understand. Uh, Will Smith for King Richard. Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. And Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Now, I will say that, um, oh, I already mentioned Will Smith and King Richard. I, I thought he played the part with a weird affect. Um, Javier Bardem did a really good job as Ricky Ricardo in Being the Ricardos. I think that Whoever wrote his part, I mean, gave him some really good things to say. Um, I think they made uh, Desi Arnaz look and act a lot smarter than maybe he was. I don't, you know, I can't say that because I've never met him, but um, that's just my my hunch. Um, I don't think Andrew Garfield's going to win it for Tick, Tick, Boom. I think I said that that movie was really hard to get into, and I just didn't care for it. I mean, I did watch it, but I didn't care for it. Um, and then... Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Now, he did a really amazing job, too. So, okay, there's a couple of things going on here. So, one, if Denzel Washington wins it, he'll be the, um, I think there's one of very few people who have actually won three Oscars for acting. Not three Best Actor Oscars, but um, because I think that was only, I think there's two people who did that, Daniel Day-Lewis and... Um, Oh, what's his name? Jack Nicholson, I think. I think. I could be wrong about that. Um, anyway, so there's that. So there's like a precedent there to, to give it to Denzel Washington. But I don't, I don't know. You know, they may be swinging towards the black vote this year. I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I think that would be cool because I like, I like when they make, um, you know, break a record or something or set a precedent or whatever. But um, I actually think it's going to be between Javier Bardem and Benedict Cumberbatch. And I think I'm going to have to choose Benedict Cumberbatch. I think he did an amazing job in that movie, The Power of the Dog. I really love the movie, too. So, um, okay, so Benedict Cumberbatch. All right, so moving on to Best Actress. We've got Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, and I did not see that film. Then we have Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, Kristen Stewart for Spencer, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, and Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Now, I think this is a very interesting group as well, because I've seen all of the movies except for Parallel Mothers, and Nicole Kidman did a great job in Being the Ricardos. Um, Olivia Coleman, she's won two Oscars, I think, already before, so, um, you know, she's fine. I don't think she can, I don't think she'll win for The Lost Daughter. The movie was, 
it was okay. But I mean, she did a good job. But um, I think the two that it's going to be uh, really against is going to be Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Terry Faye, which she did an amazing job with that movie. Excuse me. And then the other one, really for me, and I think I think I'm going to go with this one, Kristen Stewart for Spencer. She did such an amazing job. I mean, she really got into like the um, mental state of of um, Diana. Princess, Prince of, Prince Diana, Diana, <laughs> Prince of Wales, Princess of Wales, Princess Diana. Anyway, um, I think she did a really good job, and I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, vote for our um, predict, Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Of course, it really could be Jessica Chastain too. I just, I don't know, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, choose Kristen Stewart on my ballot. Now, best director, um, there are. I can't pronounce this guy's name. Ryu Sukoi, Sukoi uh, Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. We'll I'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, which I just watched uh, two days ago. I thought that was a good movie, but um, yeah. Um, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast and Jane Champion for The Power of the Dog. Now, Jane Champion won once before, and God, I can't think of the film that she did. It was several years ago. Someone's screaming at the at the iPad, at the iPod or the iPhone, telling me what it is. I don't remember what it is. But now, see, for the most part, I think the director, whoever wins director, can kind of predict who will be the best picture winner. So... Um, when I look at these movies, Drive My Car, West Side Story, Licorice Pizza, Belfast, with Power of the Dog, um, West Side Story was very good. The remake was very good. Oh, and I want to talk about that to choose just a second. This is going to be a little bit longer podcast, obviously. Um, but this is Steven Spielberg's first time doing a musical, um, I think. And so that, that would be kind of weird. Um, oh, man. This is so hard because I really like Power of the Dog and I really like Licorice Pizza. But everyone's saying that Licorice Pizza is like a weird movie. I thought it was really good. Um, I was really voting for Alana Ham to uh, be nominated too and she was not nominated. Anyway, I'm going to go with The Power of the Dog, Jane Champion. As best director, I'm going to say. Um, yeah. Now... On to the best picture. I think I already mentioned all the movies, but I'll say them again. Drive My Car, King Richard, Dune, West Side Story, Licorice Pizza, Coda, Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up, The Power of the Dog, and Belfast. Now, some of these really stand out. I was going to talk for just a second about Drive My Car. Okay, so the movie Drive My Car is a Japanese movie. Oh my God, it's like three hours long. I, I just could not... Do that. And it's got, um, it's Japanese with English subtitles. And I don't think, I mean, I just didn't want to invest the time in sitting there reading for three hours of a movie. So um, I did not watch it. I, and I really don't know what it's about, although I, I mean, it, generally it's about some guy who hires a driver who's like this younger girl. And then they, um, I think they eventually fall in love, but like they, it's all about their relationship every time that she drives him and wherever they're going. And so he's, she's his driver. And that's why it's called Drive My Car. Um, it's, it's been getting really good reviews, and people are loving that movie, but um, I just can't invest. So I can't say too much about that one. Um, of these others, in terms of the best picture, I'm going to say it really is going to be up 
between Coda and the power of the dog. Maybe Belfast, but I'm going to say, oh gosh, Coda and the power. I'm going to say power of the dog. But I wouldn't be surprised if Coda won it. Because Coda ended up being a really surprising movie. And that was an Apple uh, original film. And I just read on uh, one of my tech blogs that Tim Cook is going to be at the Oscars on Sunday. So that will be amazing. All right. So we're going with Power of the Dog for Best Picture. Power of the Dog for Best Director. Um, Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Um, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. And who did I say? Oh, Troy Kotzer for Coda. Yeah, those are my predictions for the Oscars. And of course, I'll be staying up late that night watching every second of it while my husband snores away in bed because he does not, he's not a big uh, Oscar fan. Now, let me go back to my topics and see if I've missed anything. Mac Studio, Oscars. Oh, no, I was going to say a couple things more about these movies. Okay, so in West Side Story, there is a character that they call anybody's like that that's the person's actual name anybody's and it's a transgender character now i actually do remember from the original 1965 movie there was this girl who wanted to be in the gang and was um you know friends with good friends with uh, tony and um wanted to be in on in on the fights and stuff well this character is clearly and I shouldn't say that. It's supposed to be a transgender person, um, but clearly she started out as female. And she, I, well, see, I don't even know if, because the movie is, takes place in the 50s or 60s. I think it's the 50s. And they, um, you know, people, there it, it just wasn't a thing back then to be transgender. Like, she may dress like a boy and act like a boy, but she's a girl. I know, I, I should not even be getting into this whole subject. But there has been some controversy that Disney um, would not edit her out of the film for the like um, United Arab Emirates or um, Dubai, these different, these, uh, what is it, UCC countries or something like I can't think of the term, but all those countries won't play the movie in their country because of the transgender person. That's where I was trying to you know, eventually go to this. And that Disney, thank goodness, um, said they will not um, cut out those parts of the transgender person. So um, good for them. Which is odd because they're not doing anything about the say, don't say gay thing in Florida. But that's a whole other topic. Okay, so there's that. And then the other thing was, what was the other thing? Oh, the dancers in West Side Story, these, the jets. Oh my God, it's like, are they all gay? First of all, they're beautiful and they have great bodies. But um, the guy who plays Riff, I know I looked him up, he's straight and he's married and all this stuff. But he, I, and this is another topic I'm going to get in trouble for, he's kind of got gay voice. I know I shouldn't say that. And there are people in the community who are going to hate me. But um, I, when I first started hearing him talk and stuff and, and, and his dancing around and, um, and stuff, I said, oh, my God, that's a gay guy playing that. And then I looked him up and it's like, no, he's straight. And I'm like, whoa, that's really interesting. And like he's kind of skinny. And I don't remember Riff being... Uh, skinny and not very muscular I, I thought he was like this big tough guy um i can't think of his name i know the guy who p played griff in the in the original film anyway those are my two comments on 
West Side Story. Although I really, it, I really liked the movie. It was good. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I guess I guess that's all for that. Okay. So my other topic. I'm sorry. This is going for 30 minutes now, and I keep talking. Um, I, I'll just say one more thing. Clarence Thomas has been in the hospital all week with some kind of infection. Clarence Thomas is on the Supreme Court, Supreme Court Justice. He just got out of the hospital today. But, of course, this is the day after his wife has been um, implicated in the uh, insurgents or the, um, what's the word, um, treason, tre- uh, all these different things, you know, because she was um, texting Mark Meadows all about January 6th, early on, from like November 6th through January 6th. Ever since Trump lost the election, she had been um, texting Mark Meadows and telling him, don't concede and don't let the the Biden uh, regime or whatever, uh, you know, she's, she's, what I'm saying is she is creating a conflict of interest with her husband because you know that people discuss these things in your household. My husband and I just discuss politics every day just as a topic. So if you think that she's living in the house with Clarence Thomas and they're sleeping together, that, you know, they talk about this stuff. So that brings up the whole uh, Justice Thomas needs to recuse himself from any of these court cases that come up because of his connection with his wife. I mean, like if there are January 6th court cases that come out of all this that reach to the Supreme Court, he ha- he's going to have to recuse himself because you, you cannot be in the same household with someone who is doing all this texting and talking about it and, and say that you can be impartial. Because well, clearly he's a nasty Republican just like his wife, and his wife is just, she's nastier than anything else. I think, I actually think he needs to step down because that, that's just too much, too close. And... Like he does, he may not have to say anything, but the fact that he's this close to the January sixth insurrection that I think he just needs to step down. I know in reality that that will never happen, and I know in reality that Congress will never try to impeach him. So it just becomes a disappointment yet again with um, the Supreme Court. So um, we'll, we'll, you know, this has just come out last night, and there's been all over the papers. It was um, CBS and the Washington Post who are reporting on it. So we will find out more about it. But um, I think he needs to step down, so we can get another liberal judge in there and balance out that court 50-50. Anyway, all right, this has gone on for 30 minutes. I am so sorry, um, but that's I just had a lot to talk about. So um, thanks for listening. Thanks for staying subscribed. And again. Um, Dave in Texas, David in Texas, is David in Texas? Yeah, I think, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I just played the voice, but how did I forget that? It is, it's Dave in Texas. Dave in Texas, thank you so much for the voicemail, and I, I'm um, hoping that others will call in too. All right, that's all I have for today, boys and girls. I hope you have a great weekend, and you watch the Oscars. And if you have any opinions about any of these movies, if you've seen the movies, let me know, because, I, you know, especially with, like, my, my, um, own opinions about the movies, if you think I was on target or not, because I'm curious, like what I thought about um, Will Smith and King Richard or the different things in the West Side Story and Coda and The Power of the Dog. I'm just curious about those. And of course, um, maybe after next or maybe after Sunday, I will podcast about the results of the Oscars and what I thought. Maybe. We'll see. 
<laughs> all right, that's all for today, boys and girls. Thanks for listening. And until next time, bye. <laughs>